Let's pray. Father God, it is a tremendous privilege and responsibility to carry your word to your people, knowing that your people is a nation which you have chosen out of the nations generally recognized by this world. Father, I pray that uh, I would handle your word accurately. I pray that uh, the words that I speak would represent uh, your word. And I pray that uh, anything that I say today that is off the mark would be uh, quickly uh, forgotten. Father, we are assembled in your presence for your glory, and we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. So, how many of you remember the vice presidential debate from 1992? <laughs> thank you. Um, do you remember the uh, candidates who were there? Okay. I, I'm getting a uh, hand back there from Nicholas. I don't know if that's, I remember the uh, candidates and I'm ready to uh, rattle them off or we need to do uh, something with your microphone. No. No, the uh, three candidates uh, present were Vice President uh, Robert Dole, previously Senator Robert Dole, Senator Al Gore, soon to be Vice President Al Gore, and Vice Admiral James Stockton, who was the running mate for H. Ross Perot. And on fielding the first question from the uh, reporters, James Stockton said, who am I and why am I here? Which were two questions which, uh, for those of us who were uh, in high school back in the uh, 60s and had our very uh, superficial introduction to philosophy, were told those are two questions that you are going to have to wrestle with. And we assumed that it was true. True or not, those are two questions that Peter answers in the uh, passage that we have before us uh, today. And as Tom indicated, doing this on somewhat uh, short notice, uh, you don't have to put up with my PowerPoint uh, this morning. And uh, I will not be uh, reading off my notes for a uh, change. And so we are going to dissect together these two verses, First uh, Peter 2, 9 and 10 uh, in Scripture. Now, hopefully uh, everybody has been memorizing First uh, Peter together for the last uh, four years, and so this will be uh, familiar stuff. But if not, what Peter says here, that you are a choice, chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You have had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Now, without uh, cheating and looking at the front of your uh, bulletin, uh, can someone give me the vision statement for FBC Prineville? Larry? Okay. Our vision is to be a people who embody and proclaim the life-giving fullness of the uh, gospel of Jesus Christ. And where in the world do we get that? Well, we get that right here. As Wayne was reading earlier, uh, Jesus has come to us as a living stone and as such has called us, has made us living stones. But he has not left us a disassembled rock pile. He has built us up into a house for the living God. And as Peter goes down and, and develops that idea of uh, stones, he gets to verse 9 and he says, first of all, that you are a chosen race. If we look at this grammatically, this is a statement of fact. This is not you will be, you should be, but you are uh, present reality. We have seen over the last uh, few years the divisiveness which can happen when race becomes politicized, when identity is uh, based on uh, the uh, races that uh, are commonly recognized in this world. But what Peter says here is that God is doing a, a new thing. Uh, he is making you a race such as the uh, world has never uh, seen before. As we uh, look at Colossians, as we look at uh, Galatians, we uh, see that the old uh, uh, divisions, Jew, Gentile, Greek, Scythian, uh, are no longer relevant, that he has made us a new race defined by Jesus Christ, the living stone come down from the uh, Father. Uh, furthermore, if we look at the adjective that modifies race, and yes, Mrs. Bobbitt, we will be doing grammar today. Uh, if we look at the, at the adjective, Peter underscores the idea that this is a chosen race, that this was not our doing, but this was the result of the choice of uh, God himself, okay? Moving on, a royal priesthood. Now then, as uh, Baptists, as heirs of the Protestant uh, Reformation, we all embrace the uh, priesthood of uh, all believers, but uh, we tend to define that as uh, individualistic Americans as we are a bunch of uh, separate priests. Each of us have our own uh, deal going with uh, uh, Jesus, and uh, so me and Jesus are just fine. You can butt out. But uh, if we look at this, 
what Peter is setting up here, but you, plural, are a royal priesthood singular. That uh, priesthood is a collective term. So we aren't uh, priests off on our own, but we are a priesthood as a group. Okay. Um, furthermore, if we look at the adjective there, a royal priesthood, how does royalty enter into this? Well, if we go back up to verse 5, Peter says, you're a holy priesthood, holy indicating uh, called apart and separated, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. So in our identity as priests, we get to serve the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Okay. Think about that for a minute. Uh, it should give you a headache. If not, we'll, we'll keep going here. A holy nation. Now, in the world in which Peter was living, prior to the uh, 30 Years' uh, War and the uh, Treaty of Westphalia, Nations were defined not so much by lines drawn on a map, but things like a common ethnicity, a common language, a common culture, common uh, traditions, and this is what defined a nation. What Peter is saying here is that God has chosen you to be a new nation, a different type of nation, a nation defined not by geography, not by ethnicity, but a nation with a new language, which is demonstrated right here, a nation with a new culture, new traditions, a new way of living, that is distinct from any previous or pre-existent nation that the world has ever known. A people for God's own possession. Again, you, plural, people, singular. We are not a bunch of, contrary to our American uh, culture, individuals all out there doing our own thing, uh, defining our own uh, reality, uh, the uh, stuff that we uh, hear every year at uh, graduation ceremonies, that we are a singular people, statement of fact, reality. And again, Peter 
puts in here that we are a nation for God's own possession. As Paul says to the uh, Corinthians, we are no longer our own. We have been bought with a uh, uh, price. God owns us. Thank you, Wayne. Okay, so getting back to uh, James uh, Stockton, who am I? Well, Peter's uh, answer for us, we're a uh, chosen race, a royal priesthood, holy nation of people for God's own uh, possession. And Stockton's uh, second uh, question, why am I here? Peter gets to that right now. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That is our purpose right there. That's why we're here. That's what our lives are supposed to be about. Now, if we look at the uh, first part of this uh, verse, but you are, that is a, a statement of uh, fact uh, that you may proclaim the excellencies of uh, him who said. Now, is that in the uh, subjunctive, uh, Vicki? Help me out here. That, okay. It is in the subjunctive. See, all the uh, things that Mr. Hussey taught us way back in the uh, early uh, 60s are, are still there. Um, so this is, this is in the uh, subjunctive, which means, grammatically, it may happen, but then again, it may not. So we have the option, we have the opportunity here to say, okay, Father, except you may not really be my uh, Father, so I'll just uh, address you as the uh, generic God. So, uh, okay, uh, generic God, um, I don't like this uh, part about my existence being to for the uh, purpose of uh, proclaiming the excellencies of him who has uh, called me, you know, I want to pursue anything else. The uh, technical word for that, people, is sin. Okay? So, God has defined us as a chosen race, royal priesthood, holy nation, uh, people for his own possession. And this is what he uh, calls us to do. This is why we are here. This is why, if you uh, go ahead and flip to the uh, front of your uh, bulletin, it says that our uh, uh, vision here as a uh, church is to be a people who embodies and proclaims the life-giving gospel of Jesus Christ. We did not pull that out of uh, thin air. We uh, pulled it uh, right out of this uh, uh, passage right here. So what in the world uh, does proclaim mean? Well, uh, not to overthink it. Uh, that means that we need to be saying something. So what do we uh, uh, say something about? The excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which means that we need to be prepared to talk about two things. Number one, 
we need to be prepared to talk about the excellencies of him. Do we really experience the excellencies of the living God? Is that part of what we live in every day? Is that part of what we think about, what we ruminate on, what uh, occupies our attention day in and day out, or are we uh, too often uh, distracted from, uh, from considering the excellencies of our God by uh, other things? The uh, second thing that we need to be uh, proclaiming is his calling out of darkness into his marvelous light. As uh, Paul says to the uh, Colossians, we've been uh, transferred from the uh, kingdom of darkness to the uh, kingdom of uh, God's beloved uh, son. How often do we think on that? Now, Steve Markell has waded through uh, over uh, 400 pages of uh, T.F. Torrance on that uh, topic, so if you want to uh, talk to somebody who's uh, put in a lot of time uh, meditating on that. You can talk to uh, Steve after the uh, service. But these are the uh, things, people, that we need to be prepared to proclaim and that we need to be proclaiming. So if this is not something that has been occupying your heart, your mind, your waking uh, moments in the uh, past, uh, uh, you, you can put that on your uh, New Year's uh, resolution list and uh, please uh, keep this one. Verse 10, for you once were not, past tense, a people, there was a uh, before, but now you are the people of God. Our identity is in God himself. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And mercy is one of the many excellencies of God. Mercy is the excellency of God that says I brought absolutely nothing to the uh, table. Well, that's not quite totally uh, correct. I did bring my uh, rebellion uh, to the uh, table. Uh, but uh, because I brought nothing to the uh, table, that means I was qualified uh, to, as a recipient to your mercy because uh, you cannot give mercy to uh, someone who uh, deserves uh, uh, anything. And so recognizing that there was a time when all that was, that uh, Peter says in verse 9, all that Peter says in verse uh, 5 was not true, but now it is. Okay, so Putting this together, to whom are we to proclaim the excellencies of him who has called us out of darkness into his uh, marvelous light? Well, 
Don't overthink it. Peter says that there are still folks out there for whom this is not their lived experience, for whom this is not their reality. And as we have right now the privilege in our chaotic world of having more folks out there who are more obviously searching for an identity, searching for a purpose, who are not part of the people of God, who have not yet experienced his mercy. Those are the folks we are supposed to be uh, proclaiming his excellencies too, okay? Are you with me? Okay, does this make sense? Uh, okay, good, yeah. It's all right there. So as we go into 2023, what we need to be remembering people is that we are a community. We are a people who may not have necessarily chosen the uh, person sitting next to us or across the aisle from us as uh, part of us, but we are now us. Amen. We are now part of one another, whether we like it or not, but as we live together as a people in connection, in communion, as we understand who we are and what God has called us to be, we can potentially give the uh, folks who are struggling to figure out who they are, to figure out why they are here, some substantive answers to those questions as we embody and proclaim the life-giving gospel of Jesus Christ. Now then, in a moment, uh, you all are going to have an opportunity to take a step in that direction because every week here at uh, FBC, we uh, celebrate the uh, Lord's Supper. And as we take the bread, as we take the fruit of the vine, which symbolizes Jesus' body and his blood. As the uh, scriptures say, we have the privilege of proclaiming his death until he comes again. Father God, we thank you for your uh, mercy upon us. We thank you that you have given us identity. You have, we thank you that you've given us a, a purpose that as we 
have the privilege of living in this historical moment, this cultural moment where uh, so many people are no longer pretending to have it all together, but are searching for identity, are searching uh, for purpose. Father, we pray that we would not keep our mouths shut. We pray that we would not live in, a, in an identity that is indistinguishable from the uh, world around us. Father, we pray that uh, we would live in the new reality into which you have called us. Lord Jesus, as we come today to the uh, table, we uh, pray that this would not just be a matter of routine, but we uh, pray that as we uh, come, that we would be aware that we are about the uh, purpose of proclaiming the excellencies of your grace, and we pray that this would be an initial step in a journey, in a process that will carry us uh, through this year and beyond until we are called into the uh, fullness of your uh, kingdom. And we uh, thank you for this privilege. Amen.